0: coffee and a little bit of conversation.
1: Welcome to Conversations and Coffee Podcast. This episode is with Al Foran. Al Foran is an impressionist and mimic of extraordinary talent. With millions of views and over 300,000 followers, in this episode of Conversations and Coffee Podcast, we speak to Al about his journey to date, his future plans, and we hope you enjoy
0: I suppose quirks and personalities, and yeah, I mean that's how it all kind of started with you know family. Um, In I think I think every impression it's it happened with every impressionist. You know, um, you, you you impersonate your family members. Like I started off impersonating my uncles, my aunties, my cousins. Um, at a, at a very young age, at around six or seven, my parents married when I was ten years old. Um, I got up onto I, I I did a speech. Then I started to prece- I proceeded to um impersonate my Uncle Jerry in <laughs> <Andy> Warren. <laughs> at ten years of age. Uncle Jim at ten years of age, at top table. Crusoe's in Malahide. It's closed now. Yeah. It was a great place, but yeah, I got up and impersonated <laughs> all of them.
1: So when you say, you know, Crusoe's in Malahide, you're actually originally from
0: I'm from Port Marnock. Yeah. Or or Marnock, as some of <laughs> you people like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 Port M- yeah, I'm from Port Marnock. Well, I, I moved there in 1997. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I lived in Swords, and I lived in Ashburn for a brief period as well. Um, a lot of a lot of my family were in Ashburn. My dad's side were in Ashburn, and my ma- a lot of my mom's side were in Swords. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we kind of permanently moved to Port Marnock in '97. And uh, yeah, it's kind of it's it that's it, that it's it's my hometown. Um, it was. The, t- the town that kind of, you know, I, I, I love, I love my, I love, you know, where I'm from because they kind of helped me become what I wanted to be. um, it's like when I started doing the impressions properly, which was around February 2010. So that was a couple, that was a couple of months before I did my leave insert. This was where my focus was, folks. <laughs> you know, the most important school year of... of Not the seven subjects, my, more so the my, seven impressions. <laughs> <laughs> of my life. Um. It was, the lad, it was, you know, one of the lads, I won't name him, but he used to always have a, he used to always have, you know, house parties. Every, every Friday. Every Friday, we'd go to Tamangos and we'd go back to his house. And I think his mom went away. I think his mom went away to, I think she went to India or something like that on a retreat. But um, they'd have all these house parties and they'd be up until all sorts of hours. But um, I remember one of the Fridays, I said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Um, I'm not going out that night. I, I, you know, on Saturday morning, we have to record a couple of impressions. But we were recording it in his house. He allowed us because we had a bit of free space. Mm-hmm. But I walked over to the house at ten a.m. and there's a bunch of a bunch of my mates and, and my cousin. They're still up from the night before, hanging all. together. <laughs> but they, they they soldiered on. And I brought the camera and we filmed. I say we filmed about twenty odd impressions at, at the time, like two thousand and ten. Remember that? Do you remember when Jedward were the biggest thing? Yeah, yeah. Like so I, you I back Jedward. Him. Yeah. I did you? Oh my God! I'm John Edward, and it was like the best impression ever. And, you know, <laughs> my missus always
1: tries to get me to do that impression. Like, so it was whatever was relevant back then.
0: Alan from The Hangover. It's not. It's not a person, It's a satchel. You know, I was doing <laughs> Im- impressions like that, and then along with the football ones yeah, and, yeah. and the the De Niro's and stuff like that. But I remember putting these videos out on YouTube and thinking, this is amazing, and they went viral. They did. They did go viral. They went viral in Port Marnock. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> everyone, everyone knew that I could do impressions before that, and kind of the whole my whole town kind of rallied, rallied behind me, and they they which they were sharing on their Facebook pages at the time, because really we we had kind of everyone had moved on from Bebo. Remember the Bebo mm. days, and we were all on Facebook at that point. Everyone was getting Facebook accounts, and. Um, yeah, it just, it kind of, it, it, it was good. It was a good oh, Almost a decade and ago. It was great walking into school because everybody was asking me to do all the impressions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, and, and, like, from that, you know, the school chaplain, Sister Ger, uh, I don't think, I don't think she's, I think she retired a couple of years ago. She got me to um, to do a Jedward impression over the intercom <laughs> on a Friday morning. You know, and, and it kind of, you know, it, yeah, it yeah. went around a bit like like that and, uh and then it was. It was February 2010, and then a month later, March, March 26, 2010. I did my first ever gig in front of 150 people who I I knew. I, I knew them all. But they came up, they supported me. Um, I had a script written for it. Um, I wh- when I went on stage, I did the whole script in about 20 minutes. So then I thought, Oh God, what am I going to do? So then I just proceeded for. F- an additional fifty minutes <laughs> to Im- improv it and impersonate people in the audience. And was that the better half? Take the mic, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what did you yeah. learn from that? Just do it off the cuff. Just do it, and then I yeah.
0: thought and, and then Ross, I to myself. Um, I thought, oh, I'll be in the Apollo next week. All this, <laughs> yeah. sh- all this, you know. Yeah,
1: good, good goals to dreamy, have, but not going to happen tomorrow.
0: Bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I kind of it slowed down. Yeah, focused on my leaving, certain all that, and it slowed down for a couple of years. Um, Why? Well, I, I did my leaving cert. Uh, I didn't do too well on my leaving cert. I'll admit that. I, I you know, uh, I got what I wanted. I, I, I went to college to um, and I think what was required for the course is film production. What was required, I think, was something so easy, like five, five passes or something, in your leaving cert. It was. I, no. So you
1: have the, you have the option to fail too.
0: Yeah. I know I did better than that. I yeah, did better than what? But what you're saying
1: is, although you done poor, yeah. you know you could have done better.
0: Yeah, I did better than what than what was required to get in, into the course. But still, could have done better again. But still, I could have done better. 100. percent And um, that obviously, at that time, it demoralised me. Now I look back at it, and I think bullshit. I think the whole, I think the whole leaving thing is actually bullshit. I think it needs to change completely. And I think it is. I think it's heading that way, uh, like. After the leaving search, I got my course. That was the main thing. Like, I'm delighted about that. Um, I'm, I'm a massive. I, I think you know, not, not many people know that I am a, I'm a film enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I, I just adore films in and out. I do. I
1: do from following your content. You leave very good reviews on Twitter. And yeah. Especially with the Irishman recently. Yeah. You know, one of the highly anticipated films of the year, of the decade, because yeah. we, yeah, we haven't seen these actors. Um, which we'll get to, and you can do every mm. single cast member <laughs> to a T. But <laughs> I can't even tell if you're laughing now, like Daniel, <laughs> or not. But what I'm trying to say is, people don't necessarily see this, the side of you that you have this massive passion mm. for behind the scenes and yeah. film production. And
0: yeah, I'd, I'd love to venture into something like that. I have directed. I've directed short films before, in my course, and it was, it was something that I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, I, I suppose I'm more of a uh, I'm more of an actor's director than a than a visual director. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel that I could communicate very well mm-hmm. with with the actors and in, in how they can convey dialogue and.
1: You'd be on the ground liaising with the cast as opposed to being in the background. Th-
0: that that would be that would that would be my ideal. Yeah, I'd imagine yeah. I could
1: see it fitting
0: that I, well. I, I do. It's funny though, Ross. It's and and and, and in a way, I kind of look back at it and, and, and I get a bit. I don't get a bit sad. I just feel a bit disappointed about it because at the time when i was doing my film course i was so invested in film and i was so invested in in each in each shot uh, i was invested in shot lists it, how, how a certain shot would look and now i go to the cinemas and i do notice it of course I notice it the other, but I don't notice it as much as I did a couple of years ago
1: is that losing the drive and losing the interest or is that no, just no it's down becoming to less
0: of a film snob
1: <laughs> right okay Okay. Well, <laughs> no, no,
0: but, no, but that, that is the truth of it mm-hmm. like uh, you know th- there's some films that I'd look at I'd look down my bleeding nose at mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. that, you know that I'd I, I, I'll, I'll watch now like I not you give a second chance th- no I wouldn't look like for example I wouldn't I wouldn't say oh Avengers Endgame I wouldn't watch that because it's not it's not whatever art house or anything like that. I have that. a
1: funny story about that though because I went to see that with a friend Yeah. and um, he was saying to me like, oh, you know, you, wanna see, you want to you see this and, oh, yeah. you know, the last one. And I was Did like, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: No, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And the production was amazing and everything. But he was like, yeah, you're going to look because remember this? And I was like, no. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I haven't seen any of them. And he was like, "Oh," <laughs> he <laughs> <laughs> says, you're coming to see M Game and you haven't seen any of them. And he goes, <laughs> yeah surely you've seen like Guardians of the Galaxy or something and I was like no I oh. haven't seen any of these so yes, I went in there with a completely open mind that's
0: the penultimate film to the
1: <laughs> to the other 21 that's movies that's like you know Rocky 5 that's like the hangover <laughs> 3 and I went and bypassed all of them oh
0: stop even if you watched Infinity War the one the year before that no, no. that you'd, you'd, you'd know yeah no I, <laughs> going back to that no I'm not, I'm not like, like I love I love the blockbusters I love I love comic book movies anyway I, I've I have a... My dad has a certain affinity to comic book films because he collected comics as well. Mm.
1: Um, so that resonated down to you?
0: Yeah. And he's mad into sci-fi, Star Wars, everything. Like, mm. I'm... I, I'd i i would be crazy into all of that stuff mm. even when I was a kid. And I get... I, I do get invested in the hype for a big movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Star Wars is out in a few weeks now, mm-hmm. The Rise of Skywalker. I hated the last one. Did you see the last yeah, one? Yeah, I did. And I didn't Couldn't like... Look, I
1: haven't really liked the last two.
0: Like... From they, that they, to they, that, they they you know? could have done something a lot better with with the last Jedi with the characters. They could have mm-hmm. made the characters a little more likable. Mm-hmm. B- but it was just.
1: I think we were, I we were we we felt like we were supposed to know them, but like they yeah. were all brand new. Amazing film, like the CGI and everything was very well yeah. done. But I mean, going from the originals, like there's a lot to be said about kind of like the yeah. likes of the Goodfellas and the mm-hmm. likes of The Bronx Tale, because I know we were talking about the Irishman there, and I know they're making. That movie now and yeah. it's amazing and it's, it's a much different yeah. production. But when you go back to the originals, like hmm. I, I don't really think you can beat them. And I haven't no. seen the Irish Man yet to speak on it, but no doubt I'll see it because yeah. that's
0: fantastic. That's a
1: group of individuals that probably won't but, be around to make but, another movie. But, do you know what I mean?
0: But but this this I think I think it's a problem in Hollywood at the minute, and the only director who's not doing it is Christopher Nolan. Hundred um, percent agree. He's with that. he's not there's remakes left, right and centre there's reboots there's sequels that's they're living off that like there's a Bill and Ted sequel coming out next year there's you know there's Jurassic another Jurassic Park um. Like they're, it they're will remaking, probably have five they're remaking classic horror films all the time They've, I don't know how, how many Halloween remakes has mm. there been mm-hmm. even though the last one was decent it was decent actually, it was yeah. decent No, I did enjoy it because, because Jamie Lee Curtis was mm. in it and because it mm. was it was very close to the original
1: spoiler alert I'm not going to spoil the movie for anybody I know it's out a long time if you haven't seen it well then go watch it but the ending of a lot of people saying to me like you know oh when how he ended down that's not him dead or that's not it over
0: yes because there's a sequel coming out next year (laughs) do you know (laughs) what I mean but they make it this way you know it's all about the money (laughs) you know and that's Hollywood for you like the only film that hasn't been remade and I look at it and I think, I'm so happy they haven't even touched it. They haven't touched the three of them. The Back to the Future trilogy. They have not touched it. But can you touch it? No. How can you touch that? That's, that movie is untouchable. The t- the, well, a lot of people prefer the second one to the first one. I don't know what you think. I, well, I think a lot of
1: people... Prefer the second Blade Runner to the first one, which I can't... ...prefer that to... Do you know but what I'm the saying? the new Blade Runner? Yeah. i When you try to remake a movie like that, sometimes it works. Yeah. Like, with Ryan Gosling, he killed it, it worked, but... Yeah. ...that could have been a complete fail. Like, I remember actually being in the cinema and watching that, and I remember this guy... ...sitting up front of me went... ...there's Harrison Ford. <laughs> so he clearly <laughs> hadn't seen the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, when... What you're trying to say, and I completely understand it is... ...with old movies, sometimes you can make it even better. Mm. like. Let's quickly even talk about... Th- the plan wasn't to talk about movies, but while we're talking about it, The Joker. Yeah. I mean, you, you put a review up about that on Twitter, and, yeah. and I thought you, you nailed it in that small little amount different. of text you had. Mm. Heath Ledger. Everyone wrote him, wrote and Phoenix off. No, you'll never be Heath Ledger. No, you won't they be didn't. Heath Ledger.
0: They didn't, though. Really? No, because he's known to be... um mm. extremely eccentric mm. guy, and he is... Um, What's the bloody word I'm looking for? Do you know when a word get lo- gets lost in your in your head? He's um. Yes, he's a, he's like one of the th- the most well known method actors out there. Him along method with him, h- him and him mm. and Daniel Day Lewis. Mm. Um,
1: that can slip into any role.
0: So peop- when people see someone like him in a role, they think, oh, that's very no good.
1: doubt this is going to be good. But with yeah.
0: Heath Ledger when he was cast. They wrote him off they, But that was because of his the guy from his 10 Things I Hate About You You know Who the hell mm. is that guy You know mm.
1: um, <laughs> Unbelievable
0: But then, but then I, I watched that film And I get so I get I'm really It's sad You watch Dark Knight or you the watch Dark Knight yeah. it's, When you see that performance You're like Fucking hell What like What could he have made after that What kind of movies Would he have done well, after that Well that's what everybody if he, said If he was that good Yeah Because he had a he kind of, he's, sounds a bit like Chris Hemsworth. He has a kind of a, you know, a deep kind of Australian. He was very much like that, you know. Mm-hmm. He spoke and tip for his voice to go like that, you know, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Incredible, like, and for him to just change his whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. There's this, there's um there's an interview with Aaron Eckhart who played Two Face, and and he talks about the the scene in the hospital.
1: This is Harvey Dent, is it? Harvey, yeah. Mm. He's a very good actor.
0: Actually. He is a good actor, but he, t- he spoke about working with mm. with um with Heath Ledger, and he just said he was the guy was just, you know, t- for him to play and t- to play such a methodical role. Like off camera, he was just he was coming up with different ideas, and he was just great. He was just so easy to get along with and mm-hmm. so good to bounce off with in terms of ideas. Now here's an example of Jared Leto, who played mm. the Joker in suicide, suicide Squad. Yeah. <coughs>
1: trash he but a great actor in Blade Runner y- yes but just not suited was, for Joker he
0: was and Dallas Buyers Club mm. with, oh uh, yeah uh, that's a good point he won an Oscar for that like okay he's, he, he, was, he was I'm going to play the Joker so he sent dead rats to the in, in a bag he sent dead rats to the to the cast members so they'd open it up in their in whatever in their in their cabin or something like that in their in their their camper van, wherever they were on set, in and they'd open up the that. bag and they'd be dead rats from Mr. J. Oh, just ridiculous! Mm. And that was his, his preparation for playing the role. Like, seriously, man, no. get over yourself. But
1: they say, and when I say they say, I watched an interview, I watched it a couple of months ago um, when Joker was being promoted. Mm. I started not looking into Wacky and Phoenix or not looking into, yeah. Um, His previous movies. I started looking into Heath Ledger and his previous yeah. movies because I just wanted to kind of get that final um, yeah. feel of what he was like. But I watched this video, Now it was one of these kind of conspiracy theory hmm. documentaries. I couldn't, I'll, I'll try to find the link and send it on to you. But they basically were saying that what people say is that Heath Ledger actually became. The, the Joker. Joker. So he he morphed into this mm. character and this role so much mm. that he ended up taking his own life. You know, yeah. uh, the depression and stuff got to him. And thing, God, that's he, so he, sad. He was,
0: he was on so many meds and yeah, yeah, it was hard. Like um, so sad. Jack Nicholson said it about the, mm. the Joker. He actually, I think he spoke to Heath Ledger about taking on the role. But yeah, he said you kind of be prepared to get mm. lost in yourself in this role because it's 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 very intense. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's so um, sad. Think about that but talking about movies and the Irishman obviously I'm going to yeah. go see it now in the next week or so and for people that haven't seen it yet yeah, it's in cinemas but it's going to be on Netflix very soon I've
0: seen it so I'll, I'll give yeah. the review here if you want
1: yeah I'd love you to <laughs> but I'd love you to give it from what Robert De Niro <laughs> thinks what Joe Pesky thinks and obviously what Martin Scorsese thinks and maybe Al as well yeah
0: uh, no Ross it's uh, first of all it's 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 a it's a big movie it's a movie that's been in the pipeline for a very long time it was enjoyable playing the part of Frank Sheeran an Irish man, uh, they made me look younger, they made me look uh, you know, 30 years younger, 20 years younger I enjoyed it, <laughs> I did, it was great it was great, well, what, what else do you want to, I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I don't want you ask me I don't want you to ask me any questions about Trump, because first of all, you know fuck him.
1: <laughs> you don't like Trump? No why is that, Robert?
0: Because he's a gangster, he's a criminal. What would Trump have to say about you, though? Well, you know what? He's an overrated actor. He's an over... You know, the other guy in that movie, El Pacino, he's a poor man's El Pacino. He always was. I never liked his movies. He always, I always thought he overdid it. You know, he, he kind of overdid it a little <laughs> bit. Bit of an overacting, over the top, OTT.
1: Joe Pesci's not a fan of yours. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not a fan of anything. Democrats, Republicans. I don't give a fuck about what's going on. You know they're all talking about this. You know, impeach him, impeach him. This. I don't give a fucking shit. Who's ever in there is a big fucking poster boy. I don't give a fuck.
1: Did you enjoy working with Al Pacino? What did he think of you?
0: Well, I got to tell you, Joe was a pleasure to work with. A pleasure. I only had one scene with him in The Irishman, but hoo-ha. <laughs> I did enjoy it very much. He's a great actor. Great, and, he, and he's a little shit. <laughs>
1: I love that. So, yeah, um, moving on from kind of the movies, I'm glad we got to speak on that because a lot of people mightn't actually know that, you know, in the background, you have this passion and always have had for movies. But football, Man United fan, (laughs) massive Man United fan. You were only over there very recently and you looked like you had a good time. But you are a Man United fan, I'm a Liverpool fan. So, I'd like to hear your opinion or your kind of thoughts on what's going to happen this year you know with, yeah. with the nine the 9.0 gap with Liverpool and City
0: I think I think I think um it is the year now uh you do I yeah I see, I just see even compared to last year I see an unbelievable mental strength in this uh Liverpool squad um in terms of depth it's you know it, they 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 have it they have everything all across the board um
1: Lacking in the defence But no longer now Yeah
0: Oh they lacked it in defence For such a long time mm-hmm. And now with Van Dijk And Matip in there And then Young Gomez You can kind mm-hmm. of Slot in there too And You know the two full backs mm-hmm. The two full backs Are world class mm-hmm. Like wingers uh, Yeah they're, they're You know Like wing backs mm-hmm. um, they're crossing. It's
1: they're strange to have the two of them, the exact oh, kind of diagonal passers.
0: Yeah, they're technically proficient. But mm. there is one player you're missing though. Midfielder. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it, I agree Fabinho with you there. Fabinho there. Who it's working at the moment. Fabinho's is the best midfielder in the league. That's my opinion. I, I, who's, I can't, I can't think of anyone better than him at the minute.
1: Right at the minute, I will agree with you there. Yeah. He, um. He's
0: his. He he just controls the tempo of the game. Mm-hmm. He, and he plays kind of he he's, he kind of sits in that um, that holding position mm-hmm. and he's bo- he's very much box to box as well. But he's I think awkward is he? You need, yeah, I think you need a midfielder. They tried to they're trying you're trying to test it out with with Keita at the minute, but it just no. it just doesn't seem to be working no. with that lad. I mean, if Liverpool were to bring in um, say a Bruno Fernandez or a James Madison, hundred percent agree. Then like. It's, it's still, you're so, you're so strong team. now anyway. But no, you're it's right. It's game no. over, in my opinion. I think it's it's like top contenders in the Champions League easily and top contenders for the league as well, which mm-hmm. is are now at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right but in saying that's, yeah, that's that, that gap can easily be. We need two of those in midfield, United you know too, yeah. you know.
1: But when I'm kind of thinking now with, with how it's going and stuff, and with last year, and I'm glad you said about the mental strength because, yes,
0: seven points points—it was amazing. Yeah. yeah,
1: but they know what it's like to to let that go and yeah. and fight so hard. That's and exactly. Yeah, you know, let's look at it this way. Maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but correct me if I am. So we go out to the Champions League and we were we're beaten. Salah has a very early injury with Ramos, mm. and um, we lose that game. Right? Mm. People blame it on Carries, and yeah, I'm gonna blame it on Carries as well. It probably was Carries, <laughs> but you Poor can't blame guy. you can't just blame the keeper. <laughs> you know, no, yeah. a lot happened. But when they went out the next year That was not happening again No So they won The Champions yeah. League The 97 point It wasn't
0: a memorable game though Definitely wasn't It wasn't it Definitely it wasn't. wasn't People will Always look back yeah. to the um, I agree with you Even, that, you know, even 99 wasn't memorable mm-hmm. if People will look back to the To the 3-0 or Sorry the 4-0 4-0 win against Barcelona Yeah absolutely They yeah. won 3-0 in the, in the new Camp Yeah People will always go back to that mm-hmm. That is The Trent corner one of the most iconic, and Divock Origi, like you know, yeah, Origi getting the hat. Crazy. It's the same what you with United in '99. People will, will always remember the last few minutes of the game in the mm-hmm. Camp new. Mm-hmm. but it's it was never it was never mm-hmm. a good game mm-hmm. it, was, it was a rotten game of football. They'll always remember um, the game in Turin mm-hmm. when United's came back to win 3-2. There's
1: always those memorable games, isn't there? It's yeah. like we always hung on to Istanbul but yeah. now we've got different ones. But it's
0: the same with Spurs and Ajax last year too. Well, I, I, I actually know.
1: thought they were two they were two teams I would have loved them to see in the final because the Spurs yeah. and Liverpool final was, was, was really bad in, in yeah. my opinion. But anyway, it was I, a very Ajax, technical game. Yeah. Pochettino and Klopp two, like Pochettino, Klopp and... Yeah and um Well, I
0: think Ajax would have given you is a, a tougher game.
1: Well, I, I'm glad we didn't get Ajax because yeah. it would have been a I, much I think harder game. I actually,
0: think a lot of Liverpool fans were glad that they didn't I get I was. Ajax. I was very happy with because, that. I think it's the fact that and Klopp's played against this Spurs side before. Mm-hmm. Um, what
1: I'm thinking, what I was saying was you're losing the Champions League coming back out the next year and making mm. sure that didn't happen. Losing the league by one point coming out next year. Yeah. Maybe is it going to go that way? I'm not going to say we're going to go on a five-year reign because that could all just change. But this year, um, Look strong, yeah. And I'd like to hear kind of what Neville thinks about that because <laughs> Gary Neville being, you know, one of United's legends, what's
0: his thoughts? Well, I think if if you're part of a winning, if you're part of a winning squad, absolutely, totally, Me- mentally, it's it's so important. Like when I was playing for Manchester United in the nineties, it was really important to keep that mental strength. You could play absolutely dreadful for eighty nine minutes, <laughs> and on the 90th minute, you'd make the difference. And that was it. We we had players like that. We'd get off the bench. You know, we had the likes of Dwight York, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Teddy Sherringham, Andy Cole, four strikers that we could choose from. It Do you agree amazing. with this character? You know, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, I I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say because I've, I've never won a Premier League title. You know, I, I won the Champions League and, you know, we, we showed great mental strength. You know, just, just, just you know, you know come, <laughs> come from behind and. <laughs> You know Stevie G. You know oh, at, you know what's Stevie G is? You know kicking himself that he's not playing under a manager like Jurgen Klopp. You know he, he had the the Hooli years and you know we won the treble, but it was the Mickey Mouse treble in two thousand and one. <laughs> you get a dig in there, are you? Come, <laughs> Come here, Em.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do a lot of work with with football now. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't really have. I'm gonna be honest. You don't really have a, a niche, but uh, I want to jump into now um, boxing. You know, yeah. you, you like boxing. I like boxing, so I'd like yeah. to have a little conversation on that. Um, Joshua Ruiz rematch. Yeah. What's your predictions?
0: Um, oh, isn't everyone saying Joshua?
1: I don't <laughs> think. He, I think it's like a Diaz too. Can he lose it? Can he lose it? Yeah. Do think you hang up the gloves a, after think, this? I
0: think it goes to a decision.
1: And Joshua will take it. Yeah. Do you think they'll they'll have enough gas in the tank to go for the twelve rounds? I seen the legs going in a for both of them.
0: Yeah, I, I, Last I fight. think Ruiz is. You um, you can see he's a lot leaner, so he is. Training. He is. He's a lot leaner. He's training on his on his um, conditioning. Victory.
1: I watched him on the Joe Rogan and the Mike Tyson podcast, um, and he was speaking. Kind of, he's very. He's a very humble guy. He's very humble. He, it, that title has not went to his head, so I think he'll be fighting for this fight like he's still fighting for the title. Yeah. Um. But what does Tyson Fury
0: think on it? The way I see it is, they're two bombs. Two fighters that can't, uh, no technical proficiency. If I was to go up against Anthony Joshua, I'd beat him for 12 rounds, or I'd have the choice to knock him out the third. But you know what? I'd outclass him because he's a bomb. A dosser. <laughs> a dosser of the highest order. And don't, don't get me started on Deontay Wilder. He hasn't got any technical ability whatsoever. Another bomb. And I'll beat him in the rematch.
1: Conor McGregor, you 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 know, I'm thinking now with his fight coming up in January that it's it's supposedly set in stone that he's fighting in January, and I can't wait till he comes back. I mean, 100%. I'm I'm a massive fan, and I'm glad that I get to hear hear his voice in person. It's not him, but it's a very 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 close version of him.
0: Yeah, it's it's very it's close enough. Do you know what I mean? So. Listen, I I look forward to 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 coming back. I look forward to to stepping right back in there, and, and and I I will feel at home again in there. Whoever I fight, whoever I fight, I will feel at home. Um, and and it's this, it's the start. I feel, I feel it's it's the McGregor chapter number two. you know what I mean? I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's Marcus Brimage all over again. And I, and I will make that step up, and I, and I will, small steps, the next fight, the next fight, and and then and then I will I will fight the. I will fight the Dagestani man in Russia and and I will make a fool of him. So I uh, I I look forward to that very much. It's 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 a it's a good time. It's a good time for me. But whoever, whoever I'm fighting in 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 January 18th is fucking getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I listen, listen. That's I look, one of your I, best I look ones. forward to it. it.
1: Should be very good. <laughs> That's one of your best ones. Though, I have to say. Well, that was the one that that started it we all. Was it all? Yeah. Big but time. I love Katie Taylor.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously. Um, you know, things have been really great so far, Ross. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, you know when when they went winning the belt, you know, the fifth belt was just it was an amazing moment for me and you know, I you know, I went to church the next day, you know, you know obviously it was a Saturday night, but I went to Mass and you know it was the best <laughs> mass I've ever been to. It was just amazing and I just felt really great about it. So yeah, it was really great.
1: Who do you prefer, um Joshua or Ruiz Mike Tyson?
0: Well, a lot of people compare me. To, a lot of people compare me to Andy Russell because it, because he possesses a lot of power. But if you if you want preference, if you want my preference, it's is Andy Ruiz. I think I think he's got a heart of a lion. I think he's I think he's a I think he's a stone cold killer man. Once he goes in there, the man is he, he he's he's on. He's like he, that's what he's like. He's like a stone cold killer in there. That's what I was like. But then he comes out of the ring. And he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, <laughs> absolutely
1: brilliant. Uh, before we wrap it up, I could talk to you all day, Al. <laughs> I want to promote and help yes. raise awareness on yes. the pantomime, the Panto, the amazing debut. Yeah, right. Talk to us.
0: Got the call from um, from my agent, um, and he said, "Would you be interested in doing the Panto?" And I. I had to think about it because I was like, oh god, this is something I've never done before. What really I be stepping out of your comfort zone. What, yeah, what will I be doing? What on? are you
1: doing? You're Prince Charming. How? <laughs> no, what, what, I, I... no, look, no, I'm Prince Charming. But do you have to put on a very, very British accent or is it going to no. be a very Dublin Prince it's Charming? It's
0: impressions. I love it, I love it. It's Cinders and her fella. It's um, <laughs> Cinders, Cindy. The cast is amazing. Uh, we've James, James Patrice. We've Aaron McGregor. We've really Z- Zoe Talbot as Cinderella. Um, we've McLean Burke from Fair City. Uh, Rob Vickers is playing the the villain mm-hmm. in it. Um, he suits that role. And Nadine Reed is Nadine Reed and Aaron McGregor are playing the roles of the ugly sisters. Um, and it's just going to be Simon Delaney is directing it mm-hmm. It's just it, high yeah, energy. It's high energy, and from what I've heard, it's just the best crack ever. Can I ask you? What's the training to, them like know, for that? Um, what's all the preparation like? It must be very the, mentally draining. I genuinely now I can't wait for it. Like a, a lot of people are really happy for me that I'm doing it, and, and I'm delighted. I, you, for you know, yeah. I'm, I am. I'm I'm happy. I'm so happy to be doing it. Do you
1: know what I think? It just shows when I'm on your Instagram, um, you're putting up stories kind mm. of every day. You're putting up all these very versatile, all these very unique, different hmm. pop ups, whether it's living with Lucy in the Reynolds yeah. um Belleguard Road, or whether it's, you know, doing a pantomime. Yeah. I kinda get this vibe off you. I don't know what you're gonna do next because Yeah, what well, I want you're to capable be. of doing so much. Like you've all Yeah. Yes, you're an impressionist, but I think that love for film I think impression it I think impressioning what I wanted.
0: to it is, man. It's acting. It is. Uh, if you were to put a Conor McGregor mask on, and of I'm of me, not saying you I, know, I, mean, I know I'm laughing at myself for being Prince Charming, but ah, look, I've got an okay face. You could be worse. <laughs> you could be. You could be a
1: worse role. I think Prince Charming's one of the main characters. You know. Y- yeah, he you is. You wouldn't have got it. You wouldn't it, have got the, it the if it was the. Wasn't role, a, the role
0: of, of Prince Charming is kind of like um, he's he's uh, he's the big celebrity in the town. It's Cinderella, you know, and mm-hmm. he's loved by everyone, and he's this and he's that, but he's also very unassuming. He's also a very humble mm-hmm. lad, but. The whole thing is, it's, um... He speaks in, in impressions, mainly. That's his, uh... Kind of... His knack, his yeah. His comfort zone, mm-hmm. in a sense. But we've got something that would be really fun. And I can't wait to do it. I, I, you know... The cast, as well, I just can't wait to work with them. I'm Excited, I'm dying nervous. to work with them. Yeah, I'm nervous. Of course, I'm Good nervous. Good nerves. Te- listen, nerves. I always say it about nerves. If you don't have any nerves, there's something up with you. It's okay to be nervous. If you're doing a show... Um, anything show an exam and you're nervous. It's normal, guys. It's really normal. Um, you know, and, and and there's a there's a lot of young people out there as well. There's there's a lot of young impressionists out there and young comedians, you know, that are starting off. And um, what's
1: your advice to them? What's your advice
0: to a younger Al? A younger Al, um, be patient. <laughs> be very, very patient. I like that. And that that. That uh, that unbelievable high, you know, whether you get a viral video, whether you get a, a you know, a, a nice little piece of work, a, a good a brand deal, good retainer, whatever, yeah. anything, something like that, that will come eventually. Just be patient and work hard, work your ass off, and um, that's is it important that's important to just advice. be consistent, is it? Yeah, it is important to be consistent, which is something that I'm guilty of I'm, I haven't been consistent because various works going on in the background yeah a lot well, of travelling baby and, girl and raising raising a nine month old baby girl and, and a new
1: home congratulations to you new on home as well. thank you fatherhood yeah. um, you know yeah. working with very big brands
0: everyone who's doing this it's, it is it's all unpredictable and and that's fun mm. 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 but there are young impressionists out there who as who well and you know sometimes they want to seek advice from me and you know I'll, I'll, I'll give them all the, just be yourself just you know work hard if things don't come your way at this very moment in time just keep working because it will trust me it will just stick with us stick with us I and, I and I've said to you before about passion if you're passionate about something if you're in something that you don't like if you're in a job that you don't like I worked in retail for six years I worked in re sorry Sorry, excuse me, five years I worked in retail. Um, You know, I I came back from my J1. I went to Chicago in 2013. Uh, The best three months of my life, but I came back and I wasn't in college anymore. I was finished up and I went back to working in retail and I really wasn't myself. I just, I felt like, well, nothing's going on here. Nothing's happening and then- The motivation dipped. Then I got, yeah, I got a job in Tommy Hilfiger and that was, I was delighted with that, but it was still kind of the same. Motivation dipped. 110% hundred and ten percent into that. I used to look at people coming in, and I'd I'd always have a chat with a customer. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're working in retail, if you don't like it, um, I can tell you what the antidote is. If you're working in fashion retail and you don't like it, um, do not ignore the customer. <laughs> don't, because the customer, the customer might some customers might be a pain in the ass, but those pain in the ass customers, if you're unbelievably nice to them, they will actually be unbelievably nice to you. And you'll form a bond for those, whatever, 10, 15 minutes. Is that the same for size. everything
1: in life then, nearly almost? You know, you yeah. don't know what's going on in somebody's head or what's you going don't on in somebody's have life. Y- y- you y- might y- think you have no about.
0: idea. Mm-hmm. You have no idea. But that that was the way I kind of approached it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know.
1: There's so much more we could talk about, but <laughs> no,
0: I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. It,
1: man. Um, I'm going to keep my eyes peeled on the Panto. It's Dude. on what date?
0: Yeah. Um, so it starts from the 20th of December. Mm-hmm. And finishes on the fourth of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, mm-hmm. which is great. Naturally, I'm, so that's that's brilliant.
1: Well deserved. with your you baby. Know, it's your first Christmas.
0: Yeah, I I genuinely can't wait. I'm doing the Christmas Eve show, um, for Live Line with Joe Duffy and amazing. Brendan O'Carroll, hosting and, and getting I'm to be bring amazing people. I'm gonna bring Alice. I've I've done it since 2015, and it's the I just love it. It's the best thing ever. Brilliant. I, I have a good relationship with Joe Duffy. Um, I've, I've built up a very good relationship since I started doing the Funny Friday in twenty fifteen. Um, I, I, what more can I say about him? He's, he's a wonderful man. By the way, I'm sorry I forgot to say I, I left out a cast member um, for the, yeah, pan- the pantomime. Pantomime. Yeah. Ryan Andrews from Fair City. He's been doing the panto for so long now as well. A um, veteran. He's a he's a pantomime veteran. Um, and I, I've never met him I look forward to meeting him I believe he's an absolute gent So yeah Sorry Ryan Andrews is
1: Where can we get the tickets for this Because I'm going to be grabbing one myself But where uh, can
0: Ticketmaster.ie And they're going on sale um, oh, They're on sale now At right this very minute Right Um, From the 20th To the 4th of January 4th of January um, So
1: if you can't make it before Christmas There's four There's four dates after Christmas
0: Yeah Oh, so, you know, there's given a Give of that lot notice, We've got t- Stephen's Day 27th, 28th, 29th. Four days in the new year, Church. should I say. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. The four days in the new year, If you, you can still go.
1: Still. So, uh, no excuses.
0: Y- no excuses. There's also three dates on the 27th and the 28th. Right. Three, three shows. Three
1: shows. And yeah. how long is the show going for? Because I'm just interested, not not for my interest if uh, I was going, more so for how... Two and a half hours
0: in total. Um, so you're looking at it... With... Gaps. With, uh, yeah, with an, with an intermission. In
1: does between. it become... I know the Strictly is different, but... Does it become just standard procedure so you do it two or three times and then again you do it the fourth and fifth mm. it's like right I think I noticed, like the back of my hand yeah yeah I'm glad to hear that because I'd well, imagine I
0: want to know about the 20th I want to be
1: yeah well I'm sure you will I mean
0: the nerves will be flowing you've no problem
1: with a script because you've yeah. done stuff in the past and, and most of your work you're yeah. doing is all written for you by writers or wrote, wrote by yourself but yeah. you're very good off the bat too so I think there's no problem there, you know. You will no. be able to just adjust to yeah. memorising the script, which I would be terrible at. I don't know how you're gonna do that. <laughs> no. I don't even write questions out for these podcasts, I just do it all off the bat.
0: C- I'm an off the cuff kind of guy too. If
1: I wrote them out, I'd forget them.
0: <laughs> so I'd rather just kinda
1: just do it as it comes. But yeah. yeah, Al, I won't take any more of your time. I mean, um I look forward to seeing you in the pantomime. I really thank you for coming oh, on and have no, a chat. My pleasure, thank Ross. you so much, Al. Legend. Really appreciate it. Take care, buddy.
0: coffee and a little bit of conversation.